Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family, and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. I am so excited for the release of my new book, The Toxin Terminator, Finding Focus, Energy, and Renewed Health by Removing Hidden Toxins. If you want to get your hands on the book first, be part of my pre-launch campaign by going to my website, www.aimeecarlson.com. That's amycarlson.com and you can sign up so you'll get your copy for only 99 cents. And welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, I am so excited. Our guest is Kim Walls. She is the co-founder of uh, Future... I'm going to say it wrong, so I'll let you say it, Kim. Okay, Fortuna Skin. For, I, I want to say Fortuna. I don't know why. Um, Fortuna Skin, her mission is promoting safe and natural ingredients and beauty products, and we're going to talk all about that because, boy, that is an industry that needs to be turned upside down as far as I'm concerned. Um, she has been an, an entrepreneur throughout her entire life, operating and selling many businesses, um, as well as founders of a lot of different businesses. She has BEB Organics, which is a baby line of mm -hmm. products. She is an author. Um, um, she is the, the, the book, The Human Touch, Mindful Touch, mm -hmm. uh, is the name of the book. And um, she's just going to be a great source for us because we're really going to talk about ingredients um, not only what we want to avoid, but most importantly, I like to talk about what we can use. What do we want to put on our skin that's going to be nourishing for us and our souls? And she's going to introduce to us how actually skincare can be part of your self-care regimen. So Kim, I'm so glad you agreed to come on the show. Um, I know you're going to be a blessing to all the listeners out there, and I can't wait for them to hear the messages that you have to share. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. And I, I love getting to learn through your show about all the toxins that are out there and how to help people get rid of them. I really appreciate that. You're doing oh, awesome work. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's it's a it's an industry that needs a voice to it. Um, yet I, I want it not to be scary for people because, as you know as well, that rabbit hole is deep and wide. <laughs> and um, you know, we just want to bring content to everybody that um, gives them some tools. You know, let's let's keep filling our toolboxes um, with good things to use. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, One of my go ahead. Oh, one of my favorite things about skincare as one of those tools is that it is, as you've mentioned, also connected to mental health and overall well-being through so many different aspects. And it's I always love to help people remember that the skin is not a cellophane wrapper. For a long time, people really thought about it like, oh, it's, it's the outside, it's the coating. But in fact, it's completely connected to our entire immune system. There are little cells in our skin that identify invaders and feed that information back through our lymph system so that our body can prepare quickly. It does, it has melanocytes in it, which help um, not only to 
fend off the free radical damage and sun damage, but also they're, they're, uh, uh, they help with cancers, with killing cancers, anti-carcinogenic. Sorry, I was blanking on the word there. <laughs> um, so the skin has so much activity. And then also a little fact that helps people recognize sometimes how dynamic this organ is, the largest organ of our body. Um, on every square inch of skin, if you were to measure the skin cells and mm-hmm. the bacterial cells, you have more bacterial cells per square inch of skin than you do skin cells. There's a- I, that is fantastic because I, I just had another guest on that I was interviewing who was a dentist and he was talking about the microbiome system yeah. of the body. And he said, I don't remember what the numbers were, but <laughs> your microbial factor cells are like 10 times, it, probably even more than that, than what the human cells are in, mm-hmm. the, in the body. It was crazy yep. to see. Yep. So we're really a big bacteria. That's what we are. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It really is. And they're so vital to our health. We would be nothing without them, quite literally. And yeah. the, um, keeping them healthy is such an important part of skincare. And there are some really simple things that people could shift to keep them more healthy. And so that's a really fun thing to talk about. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. that sounds good to me. Do you do you feel like before we get to those easy tips that I believe that our um, outer beauty, if you will, the skin really becomes healthy from the inside out? Do you believe that too? I very, very much do. Um, I, I certainly recognize that sun creates about 80% of skin aging and that there are truly environmental exterior factors. But what we do with the inside is what allows our skin to fend off those things and to be thriving and healthy. And that's so extreme that uh, it happens at such an extreme level that even if you eat more red foods like cayenne pepper and, and bright, bright, colorful foods, those colors get into our system and they support the body's ability to uh, protect itself from the sun. So even though it's the sun aggressing, it's actually foods and things that we're eating internally that allows our body to defend. That I love that. Um, and um, the other thing I wanted to ask about, because I get this question all the time, well, two questions, and then we'll get in, okay. <laughs> in here, but two questions is, that I have people with dry skin. My my skin gets really dry in the wintertime or it's really dry whatever time of year it is. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt like dry skin is a symptom of something that's going on within the body. Is that accurate or not? It is accurate. It isn't only that, but it's okay. very, very accurate. There are other things that are also drying. For example, makeup for the most part, makeup It's not Mm -hmm. good for us. There are very, thankfully, all kinds of new brands out there that are trying to change makeup. But if you look, and this is one of my favorite things to do uh, or to share with people as something to do, if you look at women from the 50s and the 60s when makeup started really becoming a big thing Uh and how their skin has aged once, once they stop wearing makeup, it's very different from how skin ages from... Now, if you look at people now who didn't have all that makeup and all that plastic on their faces, the way aging occurs and the the beauty that's retained more now than before is astounding. I, I can imagine. I know I had the opportunity. I was at a conference. I don't remember how many years ago, but they actually took 
some sort of imaging of the face where mm-hmm. you got to see deep down into the layers of the damage that's been done. Horrifying. <laughs> it's, UV, it's a UV light, essentially. And so anything that has the sun damage, when you, I used to drive a lot. I still drive a lot, but I used to really drive a lot. I drove between oh. Oregon and Southern California all the time. Yep. That driver's side sun damage under those UV lights is it's, it looks like I painted my face like half one color and half the other color. It did. It did. And I was like, and I remember, you know, now that you mentioned that same, why is one side worse? And they're like, you must drive a lot. You know, that's the side that's against the, you know, so we're getting damage even inside the car, you know, Mm -hmm. through the glass inside the car. So um, Mm -hmm. I know we're going to talk about things to protect. And I know that we talk about, you know, healthy from the inside out, but there still is good quality products that we can put on our skin that Mm -hmm. certainly helps as well. the other thing that I get to... Uh, well, I didn't finish answering your first question. Oh, I derailed okay. myself and I went sideways. <laughs> started talking about makeup. Uh, also for, for dry skin, most people have dry skin and they just don't even realize it. So there are a set of people who are like, oh, my skin's dry. I'm going to work on that. I understand. But most people are dehydrated and it has a lot to do, to your point, with our caffeine consumption and our wine consumption and air pollution. So our body needs water to process uh, harmful things out of it, all forms of toxins. And we're getting them in our air pollution in many cases in the cleaning supplies and all over the place. And so the harder the body works to purify itself, the more water it's using. And we're not necessarily drinking enough to keep it to keep the rivers flowing inside of us. Yeah. So let's talk about water. And we're going to probably go all over the place here, but one, one thing kind of leads to another. So I keep hearing about, you know, you should drink half your body weight in ounces of water. But then I've also heard that you should be drinking water that's mineralized. You know, do we need to be adding anything to the water to actually do good for the body? Or is just drinking straight water going to be good for us? Any water is better than no water, <laughs> for sure. Okay. Um, I am a big fan of mineralized waters and alkaline waters and, and all the different things out there. But a lot of why I'm a fan of those things is because I think they're fun and interesting. Yeah. And I actually really love that the beverage industry in particular really helps elevate people's awareness about certain things. And and early, they're such a big and proactive industry in health with their trendy drinks. So maybe having an alkaline water isn't critical to our health, but having a body that's out of balance of pH, that is critical to our right. health. If people aren't thinking about that. That's a problem. So if a water company is going to spend all that money to help people think about it, great. They've done us a service. There you go. Well, and I hear that um, disease disease tends to live in a body that has less alkalinity in it versus if we are higher in our alkaline um, numbers, that, that's the healthier the body is. Did I do that? Well, I can say. Uh, well, for skin, it's different. For, it's different parts of the body are optimized differently. Yeah. So the skin I can speak to for sure is acidic and it needs to be acidic. So water is a pH of seven and something that's basic would be like a Castile soap, which is closer to a pH of nine. Okay. And then acids are lower, five, six, four. Our skin is right around 5.5 and water again is at seven. So we, we our skin surface, that bacteria we were talking about, that microbiome and um, really all, all kinds of things, the even 
even to prevent blemishes and breakouts, um, the health of our skin, we have what's called our acid mantle barrier, which okay. is the preservation of the proper pH in the skin. So the skin is acidic and it needs to be, and we throw it off all the time with skincare, plain water throws it off. Chlorinated water really takes it oh. for a chance. Well, so if you're <laughs> drinking, if your pH, if your water pH is a seven, then mm-hmm then what do you need to be doing to the water to really optimize your skin health? Because already we're 1.5 higher than what our skin health needs to be. And our skin is the largest organ of our body. Yeah. (laughs) So this is one of the reasons why toners can be really good. So there are cleansers that are pH balanced for skin. And that helps because you're getting a little bit, balancing a little bit with that and then toning after that brings it back to a more acidic level. And it also optimizes the skin for the steps that come next, whether that's a a serum or a treatment. I like to think of skincare in terms of pillars. And the first pillar is to prepare it. And then you might do lots of things to prepare it. You might exfoliate, you might use an acid or a mechanical exfoliation. You can cleanse, you could do all kinds of things and prepare, including tone. And then the next step is to treat. Maybe I'm worried about my fine lines a little bit. I'll lift those up. (laughs) She has no fine lines, guys. Let me tell you, I'm looking. (laughs) (laughs) That's what all these filters are so good for these days. We got the bright light shining on us. It takes everything away. And then, so treating is the next step, and then moisturize um, is the next, not step, pillar, because you could do lots of things that are moisturizing. You could have lots of treatments, maybe like your eye cream or a lip plumper. Everybody's different. Right. Uh, And then the final step is, is, or pillar is to enrich. So, and that's where I like to think about things like really deep nighttime masks. You mentioned that you're dry. I also have dry skin. Mm-hmm. And every night after I cleanse and tone and do a serum, I put a very thick barrier coat of recovery balm all over my face and I sleep with it. It makes my, I also sleep with an eye mask. It makes it a little gooey, but it's washable. So mm-hmm. I throw it in the wash. But I wake up every morning and my skin feels ready for the day. So and nourished. Yeah. Yeah. So nourished. And a very popular misconception about balms like that and about pure oils is that they're moisturizing. They are not moisturizing. That moisture comes from inside your body and it comes from your, I see you shaking your head. You, you know all about this. I find it, it's a popular misconception really. That they're moisturizing and it's doing a disservice, I think, to our industry and, and, and they're very valuable. I love oils and balms, but first yes. you have the water. If yes. you don't have the water, it can't lock anything in. What about um, now here, because we're talking nighttime. So nighttime is the time where our body really rejuvenates and heals and recovers and all of that stuff. So one of the things that I just did, and you can tell me, did I waste my money or not? But I just switched to a silk pillowcase. Mm-hmm. And the the reasoning behind that was when we are putting those treatments on our face at night to really get that nourishment in our skin, if mm-hmm. we have a cotton pillowcase, it's all going to get absorbed into the pillowcase versus staying on our skin. That was mm-hmm. my logistics behind making the decision I made. <laughs> well, good for you. I support the choice. Okay, um, good. Yay. For that reason and another one, 
actually, which okay. is that we, when we have do the same thing, you can rep- create essentially repetitive damage. And certain types of fabric have a pretty heavy duty texture to them that the skin doesn't really love. And if it's you know, here and there, then who cares? But when you're doing the same thing again and again and again and again, you know, think about the rain that can, can completely revamp a, a a landscape just by little drips, little drips constantly. Well, another thing I've noticed too, is I used to get, well, my hair is just now regrowing back out again, but I used to constantly have almost like a rat, you know, a little, I don't know what you want to call it in the back of my head. Didn't matter what I moisturized with, what I did with the hair treatment, but I always had a just felt like a really rough patch on the back of my head. Since I've switched to the silk pillowcase, I, that's not there anymore. Oh, that's awesome. You that's know, awesome. And, and so I admittedly haven't made the leap yet, but I am just on the verge. I've been ready to do it and I keep forgetting. Well, maybe. So you have motivated me. <laughs> going to happen now. There's your tip. There's your tip for the day. Thank you. But it, it is. It's so, it's so much better for the skin and the hair. And I do love it. And I do sleep with a, a sleep mask as well. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a sleeping hack, biohack. Um, so- I would like to add one thing, though. And for anybody who's thinking of going out and shopping, because names can be deceiving, mm-hmm. that it is important that it's, if you want to take this approach, that it is actually silk and not a synthetic silk because those are made from plastics. Right. So what, so I got mulberry silk, Mm -hmm. um, was the name, uh, and I, I will have to, I'll do some research and post a good link up, you know, to to a good product if, if people are interested in, in doing that. Um, so let's talk before we get into, I, I don't even remember where we were at, but, um, The other question that I get from a lot of people as well when it comes to skin is when they switch to things that are more natural, Mm -hmm. they can many times have issues going on with their skin. Mm -hmm. Rashes start developing, um, you know, a change in the skin, you know, Mm -hmm. occurring from dry to oily, oily to dry, that type of thing. What do you say about that? Because I've got my opinions on that, but I want to hear what you have to say. My thoughts are, if it's not working, don't keep doing it. Fundamentally, in life, I believe that about skincare. I believe that about almost everything. If it's not good for you, don't do it. Um, The skin will adjust, and adjusting is different than a rash or pain. But if the skin is, it's communicating with us. And if it's saying... You don't know. I don't like this. And then the rash might come. And I mean, even when we're just super stressed out, we get hives. The skin's like, hello. Right. Have you seen those people that have the, um, you know, like they get real red in their chest when they're Mm -hmm. nervous or anxious or, you know, that type of thing. Well, my opinion on the skin, especially when we get rashes, when we're changing over to something more natural is your body's detoxing too fast. And, and when we get that rash developing, it's because there's nowhere else for it to go but out the skin. And, the, and it is the largest. So you, it's a message. Like you said, your body's telling you something and you need to slow it down. You need to, you know, you need to back off of what you were doing and slow down that process. Drink yeah. the water. Yeah, that's awesome. The, uh, a lot of times where people go wrong when they try to switch to natural products Mm -hmm. is that they use things with essential oils because that's Mm -hmm. a very common type of ingredient in natural products. I do use essential oils in lots of products. I love them. For a person who's really transitioning into natural, it's important to 
to use things that are hypoallergenic and that have been clinically proven to be hypoallergenic. There's a specific criteria that companies have to meet to do that. Right. Um, other things that people can look for are Cosmos certifications. There is a wonderful um, rating system put out by a company called The Good Face Project. Okay. And they, it's fantastic. It's The Good Face Project. And they rate ingredients in a very sophisticated way, far beyond just, is it toxic, isn't it toxic, which is what most systems do. They get into allergenic properties of things and, um, and all kinds of details that are really helpful. But even in creating Fortuna Skin, the new brand, um, we really, we started with, we have more products now, but we started with one and it was really important to us to have a single product that truly anybody could use. Yeah. And for that reason, it is, it has no essential oils. It is hypoallergenic. It's both for face and eye because the eyes are the window to the soul, right? We want to treat both at the same time. And, um, we haven't had any problems at all with people switching, um, with into the line with that product because it's so gentle and so effective. I love that. And I'm a huge proponent for essential oils. That's, you know, part of what I do. But like you said, number one, not all are created equal. (laughs) And number two is even though it's plant and it's natural, doesn't mean you're not going to have a reaction to it. And, you know, and and so I love that you bring that point out because not everybody teaches the right ways and methodologies and and that type of thing. So that's a great, great point, um, you know, to discuss when we're doing that. Well, I'm a fanatic. I love them. I mean, I mix, I mix tons of them together. I make my own mixture. Some of my favorite products that you can buy out there are like all kinds of things mixed together. My body loves them, but it's, it's hard in skincare when you're first transitioning with products to know what your skin's reacting to. But I'm a hound. I'm like, I bring it all on. Bring it on. Well, and you know, like for instance, here's another area of that I, and I think essential oils can be really beneficial to the skin too, if you use the right combination, you know, on your skin and everybody can, you know, do something different, play with them, be, become your own chemist and see what happens. Yeah. Um, deodorant. Oh my word. Uh, so I'm seven years into my toxin-free journey. And every time I try to switch to a natural deodorant, it is this horrible, horrible rash that develops. So then I went for better than six months of wearing no deodorant at all. And I'm like, well, most days this is okay, but there's some times where this just is not okay, right? <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah, I think we need to do something here. But I did find, you know, something. And, and so I know what that's like to switch to what's considered a natural product um, and have that total skin reaction where your body says, hey, this is not working for us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love you talking about, you know, ingredients. So what are kind of like, do you have maybe a top three, a top five of of ingredients? And when we talk about skin, are we talking about just face or are we talking face and full? Oh, the body is underserved. We should be doing the whole thing. It all matters. Love it. All right. Yes. So yes. what would you say are kind of like, is there top three, top five things that, listen, ladies, if, if you do nothing else, avoid this product, you know, wow. ingredient. 
You know, I, I have, I do have my own personal list and it's really because it makes it easier for me Um, and for people to shop in general without having to do research. I might see something on the shelf that is interesting, but maybe I only have a minute. I don't really have time to dig in, but I want it. So (laughs) I will turn it over. And if it has um, either parabens in it, Mm -hmm. fragrances Mm -hmm. or petroleum, I won't buy it. Okay. There are plenty of fragrances that are made with natural ingredients that have been proven. They're fine. The problem is that the way things are labeled, we have no idea what's actually in that fragrance. And if I don't have the time to do very thorough research, why bother? Yeah. I heard that when you see the word fragrance on a product, mm-hmm. and, and here's another thing about personal care items, sometimes you don't even get what the ingredients are. You have to go to a website. It, it's crazy what, how this industry is, is. But I heard when you're looking at the word fragrance, it's like over three, like 3,154 possible ingredients that could be in within that one word. I mean, I'm not saying all of them are in there, but it's, it's seriously, they're pulling from a pool of like three, over 3000 different ingredients. Yeah, it's true. And many of them are banned in a lot of countries around the world. Japan and Europe have the highest standards. Yeah. We're slow in that department. <laughs> Do you know what the numbers are now? Because at one point I read in European nation, it's well over 1300 ingredients that are banned. They just are not even allowed into their products. And here in the US, the last time I checked, we were still under like 15. We're not even talking hundreds. We're talking 15. It's very, I don't know, but it's, it's next to impossible that it would have changed because it, it never seems to be a priority. Well, there is an, yeah, there is a law that's sitting out there or or a bill that has been introduced. Um, What is it called? The uh, Safe Cosmetics? um, No. Is it the Safe Cosmetics Act? But it's just sitting. No one's done anything with it. The, The last time I checked, we're still not, it's not even brought to the floor. Yeah. Well, you know, the good thing about that is that I think, you know, the silver lining, I guess you might say, is that it really... Uh, inspires people to learn and educate themselves and recognize that it, there's risk. And, and through that process of educating themselves about ingredients, they're also educating themselves about their body. And yeah. I really, I really love the, the idea of people connecting more with their bodies um, in every way. And I think skincare is a great way to do that. And I have a lot of friends who meditate and do yoga and all kinds of fabulous things. And I've never, um, been able to spend a dedicated like two hours doing a massage. I do go get massages and I actually get three hour (laughs) massages. That's the one thing I do for myself. That's I love that. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty special. But for people who um, want a way to get more immersed in their own self-care, skincare is a fabulous way to do that. There are physical changes that occur within the body when we engage in our facial systems and facial care programs. So for example, if you press against your cheeks, Uh you're actually creating blood flow to the front of your brain, which brings joy and a feeling of, of liveliness. So this, the action of caring for your skin and your face changes your brain chemistry. 
And I think that that's a neat thing to recognize. Did you know that many of us have symptoms of toxin overload in our bodies, but we don't even know it? Signs of a toxic overload could be headaches, fatigue, insomnia, skin issues like acne and psoriasis, and hormonal imbalances, and the list just keeps on going. But the problem I had, and I'm sure many of you have had, is how can you know how well you're managing your toxic risk? That's why I've put together a free toxic risk assessment that will help you discover what products might be contributing to your toxic symptoms and what small changes you can make to detox and cleanse your health. After you take the assessment, you're going to get my free toxic free home shopping guide. This is the easy button for finding the right products to shop for. These are the products I've been using in my home and the products I give my stamp of approval on. Take your free assessment now at amycarlson.com to get on the path of detoxing and cleansing your health. I love that. So do you have like any, I know what that's one of the things that we wanted to talk about is how actually taking care of your skin should be part of your self-care regimen. So do you have like a routine that you like to share that's really helpful in that? I, you know, I think there are many, there are really many routines. (laughs) And what's most important is that people have one. It could be the simplest thing. A cleansing is important. And so maybe a person likes to single cleanse. Maybe they like to double cleanse. Maybe they like to exfoliate. If for the, the classic aesthetician's view of proper skincare is six steps plus sometimes a seventh, which would be sunscreen or other you know, enrichment kind of thing. But to cleanse the skin, exfoliate, tone, treat, hydrate, and then sunscreen. That's sort of the, those are the steps. And that would be morning and night. That's what an esthetician would say is that's the fundamental thing to get it, to to use multitasking products, like maybe a product that cleanses and tones, Mm -hmm. um, and then followed by a product that maybe treats and moisturizes followed by something, you know, you can, you can minimize the steps if you're really looking for something quick and easy and simple. Um, personally, I like the whole thing and there are <laughs> clinical benefits to doing that. And it's also the, the actual routine and ritual of it is something that bodies really get r- familiar with. It's like having a bedtime routine. You know, if you yeah. have you do the same thing for half an hour before bed every night, whether it's, you know, cleaning your feet, which is mine. I like to clean my feet every night before I get into my sheets <laughs> and, you know, certain things that people do that trigger their brain for sleep. Uh, it makes us happy. Our bodies like routine and skincare can be such an easy and beautiful part of that. And your skin is gorgeous. So I can tell you must have a pretty solid something that you're doing that makes it look so, so pretty. Well, thank you. I and I and I have no makeup on on my skin wow. today, so that's a good. Thank you. I appreciate that compliment. Well, that was going to be my next question. I mean, I I follow a, a regimen, but see now here's one thing I get mixed mixed views on. Well, you should exfoliate every day. No, you shouldn't exfoliate every day, especially when you get mature skin. It's too much for your skin. But what is your recommendation? There's a lot of nuance around it. Um, I'll just say my recommendation is the right one. 
because it's not a mystery. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Um, it is okay to do a tiny, tiny bit of exfoliating every day. The ideal exfoliating if level to exfoliate if it's a, a more aggressive exfoliation is once or twice a week. So the, the answer is it depends on how much you're exfoliating and how you're doing it. Got so. It. There are products like retinol, um, high, you know, high vitamin A levels turn into retinoic acid in the skin and they accelerate cellular turnover. And so then there are more dead skin cells to get rid of, but the, the young cells are coming out more quickly. And so there's that sort of from the inside out, which isn't, isn't exactly exfoliating, but people refer to it that way. And then there's actual exfoliation, which is either a mechanical or an acid that sloughs off dead skin cells so right. that the new ones can shine through. I love um, that. So, yeah. So a more, uh, so, and different acid levels too. If you're using, for example, a glycolic, you know, if it's a very low percentage glycolic, it's safe to use it a little bit more frequently. If it's a higher percentage, like a 10%, you would never want to use that more than once a week. So it's, it's product specific and skin specific. There is no one right answer, which is why my answer is the right answer because my answer is there is no one right answer. I, but that is so perfect, Kim, because it's just like when I talk to people, what's my first step in, in you know, removing toxins? Well, I don't know. What do you have going on? You know, everybody is different. I don't think there's a one answer fits all in, in many, many different realms. What do you feel about, um, you know, like we see this rise of amethyst rollers or uh, rose quartz rollers and sure. jade rollers and those types of things. Are those good things? Do you recommend and are they really hype or do they really do something? I have so many things to say about that. <laughs> um, so it, it comes by different, it's called different names, but it's gua sha. Um, and yes. I'm sure my accent is wrong, but um, it is an ancient... It originates from an ancient technique um, in Chinese medicine called scraping, body scraping. Mm -hmm. And the way it is done by professionals who are trained in this is it's very aggressive. Like, I mean, you get red, deep marks and you get in deep tissue and you can have bruising that lasts for a long time. Um, and so what I would call the original form of that treatment would truly be one of the worst things you could possibly do to your face. Hands down. Okay. But what we have is a modified version of that um, with all kinds of beautiful jade rollers and different types of tools um, where, I mean, I actually, I have a whole stack of them. I could demo something for you right now, but you have, uh, let me get, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Yay, demo time. <laughs> so there are so many different shapes. Um, for example, this one. Yes. And this one. Mm -hmm. And this one. Oh, wait a minute. No, okay. So for all of you who are only listening here, we've got some shapes that are being shown that have little grooves in them. So one almost looks like a picket fence um, type thing. One is a heart shaped. Uh, one has more of a scalloped edge to it. And then one looks almost like a horseshoe that she's, you know, pointing up. It's, it's got kind of a real curved S type shape uh, to it. So some different, it's the, it's the quartz stone um, mm -hmm. in a different shape. And, and obviously it's going to be used in different areas of the face. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Um, and this, this, so this is a rose quartz, but any kind of material will work to do 
the original intention of the tool is to stimulate the lymphatic system and it can do it differently than your hands or, um, or anything else because of the evenness of the pressure. And the reason they have all these different shapes is because different parts fit different parts of the body really nicely. And it depends on your body as what's going to work. Like this one is great for the jaw right yes. here. So and she's, you always she's putting the one up that looks almost like a picket fence to be able, so it's going to hit the ridges of both your jawline and underneath the neck. So it's going to go right along that crevice there. Yeah. And then you can wiggle it in sort of behind your ears. Yes. Yes. Feel the difference. So it, it, it moves the body and the skin and the lymph that's under it and the muscles in a different way that loosens them and tightens them. It reduces stress and it helps stimulate strength so that you can, you actually can see a lifting in the overall facial structure because of the improvement in muscle. And a huge part of what's wonderful about it is really just the attention that you're giving to your body and to yourself. Um, And they do need to be used with oils. So it is ideal to um, you need an oil so that it properly glides. Otherwise, like I was just demoing it cause it wasn't real, but you could see it hanging up on my yeah, skin. A it, yeah. So it if you use a serum, um, on your face, you know, put the serum on and then apply and then work it. And I've heard that, and I've got a roller and then I've got the, the, the stones, like what you were showing as well, that at least try to do 15 minutes, you know, to really get the benefit of, of it, but obviously do what you can. Well, one of the best tips I've heard regarding hitting that amount of time is to keep it not in the bathroom with your personal care things, but in um, like in front of the television or in front of the computer or so that you, you might get be watching something or listening to something and it helps you stay with it. <laughs> That is a great tip. And as with any tool, if we don't have it out front and center, any kind of tool that you're going to use to biohack your health, if you don't see it, you're not going to use it. So get these things out and have them where you're going to see them so that you're you're inclined to use them. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. <laughs> so we talked about... Um, uh, I got to put my glasses back on so I can read. So skincare and self-care. What about body? We talk a lot about our face, neck, decolletage area, but what about the body? You know, do you promote any type of massage? Well, three-hour massages. Yes, we do. <laughs> it's the one thing I do for myself. <laughs> I, but that that would be like the optimal nap time. Oh my word! I, I just yeah, that would be heaven. Especially right now, right? Because we can't get those. Yeah. Yeah, I miss it. I miss it. So one of my favorite stories to tell about skin uh, of the body is that it actually has all kinds of cells in it um, Mm -hmm. that people don't think about uh, as part of our body. It has the same cells that you use to smell and to taste. All of these different types of sensory cells also exist within our skin our body skin. And as we age, the sensitivity of those starts to diminish. And so we feel less. Like the wind doesn't feel as strong when it blows. Different things literally feel less. And so to reinvigorate those body skin cells is an incredibly beneficial process for your mental health, your your skin health. You know, a buildup of uh, thick cell, cells, which happens all, all the time on the body, dead skin cells, 
they actually create um, more access to viruses, which is kind uh, of a terrible thing right now because yeah. the way a virus has a, a an oil and water kind of component to it, that oil component can blend with dead skin cells because it's a very it, they have similarities in their structure and stick around longer versus disappear faster. And so there are my favorite body treatments and rituals um, are hammam actually treatments from the last time I had one was in Morocco where the especially women will get together once a week. It's a very important part and homes all have a hammam in them uh, where they scrub and scrub and scrub like crazy. And it's amazing how much these dead skin cells, how much you slough off. Um, so the really deep, deep body scrub once a week, that's not hard. I don't mean like pressure. I mean, time and repetition. Um, so some nice, uh, cleansers that will really help prepare you do a nice rich thick cleanse first uh -huh. and let it soak on your skin like a mask and then scrub and scrub it off and then moisturize within a minute um, of getting out of the bath or shower this is something that can completely change our energy and the way we feel and take in the world and make us healthier so i am a very big proponent of true ritualistic body care because it's these are these are things that keep us healthy. I love that. So do what do you recommend to use to get that deep cleansing that scrub? Is there um like for instance I do dry brushing. You know, yes. so I have a dry brush that I use to dry brush my skin, but this is something is it different than that? It is. It's yeah. completely different because it's creating a chemical reaction on your body. So that first layer of cleansing breaks down the surface tension um, and it completely changes the acid mantle barrier. So we need to bring it back after yeah. um, and makes it easier for those skin cells to loosen and to come up. So my favorite types of cleansers, and I actually can't think of a single brand name right now, but for body are these really thick, pasty cleansers that you they kind of soak on um, with oils and light surfactants in them because the oil oils are cleansers too uh, right. they act to yeah purify so that is the first step and then followed by I prefer mechanical scrubs where you have it could be any kind of pit you know, or a, an apricot pit or a walnut shell um, the most important thing is how the pieces are ground because you don't want sharp pieces right they you can create micro cuts. Right. So, um, but I like a nice, thick, heavy, even a sea salt scrub, I think is spectacular. Um, and really just take the time and work it in and work it in very slowly and methodically and not missing any part of the body, even, you know, way up into your armpits and everywhere. <laughs> I love that. I just made, well, it was for Valentine's Day, so I guess it wasn't just made, um, but I love making, and I like to do sea salt scrubs, not sugar scrubs, because I, if I don't want sugar in my body, I don't want it on my body either. Um, but I, I use oil, you know, just like, uh, sweet almond oil or um, rosehip oil, you know, in there. And then I did uh, rose petals and orange, uh, orange peels. Um, awesome. In there. And it, uh, it, 
feels heavenly to, you know, just to scrub, but I, I fall short. I I'm only doing my arms and my legs and maybe I might do a little on the belly. So boy, we're going to do some scrubbing. (laughs) (laughs) That's great to hear. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Very happy. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're having way too much fun on this. (laughs) But I want to talk about, because I read something when I was researching for our interview today, you talk about your brand of skincare with Futuna, a sound bath being Mm -hmm. included. Now that really grabbed my attention because I've gone to like new moon sound baths. And so I'm like, how is this working? I want to hear. Yep, this is, I'm so glad you asked about that. It's one of my favorite things that we're doing. So in the pharmaceutical industry for, since about 2012, they've been using ultrasound as a technique to extract bioactives from plants that they can use in medicines. Okay. And with Fortuna Skin, we wild forage many of our ingredients from an 800 acre estate in Sicily that's organic and uh, much of it is in a biopreserve. So the foraging is done to protect all the plants. It's fed by the mineral springs that melt off the off the mountains. So we have these incredible plants, over 50 medicinal plants there. And we wanted to find a way to have retain the potency in those and still not damage anything, essentially. So having been doing product development in this industry for so long, I know about lots of different methods like um, ethoxylation, where you use chemicals to break things down, or heat, time, where you, you make iced tea that way, right? You put right. something in the sun in the water or oil, leave it for weeks. There are problems with all of these methods. There's lost potency, there is um, lost performance in the end product, uh, inconsistency. You know, maybe the right. sun's hotter one day than it is the next, so you're not necessarily getting the same results. And of course, what you talk about toxins used as processors uh, to right. get to So we went on a search and we found our answer in the pharmaceutical industry, of all things. Very surprising (laughs) to me. But what it really comes down to is the strongest medicine is plant medicine. And the industry is trying to figure out how to get at that. Right. So ultrasound, um, we modified it and we call it our sound bath extraction method. We are the first people to ever use it in skincare. There's tons of information about it on our website. We've really written, I've personally written very extensively about it because I'm so excited about it. Um, And what it does is in a very short amount of time and with no heat at all and no degradation of the potency of the plants, it breaks down the cell walls using sound and allows the material to fall into, we use olive oil as a solvent and hydroglycerin when we want a water base. So we'll have, we make all our own olive leaf water, for example, and our own infused olive oils with these wild forage plants. And it is the power of sound waves that allow us to do that in a peaceful, gentle, and yet extremely powerful way. Oh, I love that. And I, I, you know, all I'm seeing in my mind is the energy that's being created in these products because sound is so much energy. Um, I potential to be so healing. Yes. Yes. I love that. Oh, I have to go in and dig out more information on that because I mean that alone, I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. I will be sure to send you products. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I would love, and I will absolutely give those uh, my, my full attention to, to use. 
Trust me, I'm always uh, down there. Um, I don't, because we're we're running out of time, and I know we've got a whole BEB organic line, but maybe I could talk you into coming on again, where we can talk oh, about babies. Um, I'd love to do that. I would love to do a whole thing just about babies. That sounds amazing. Well, yeah, because I don't want to shortchange that, because that's so, so important. Um, and our babies, you know, we need to start them off right. Um, you know, so I, I would love if you would come on. But talk to us about Mindful Touch. Um, we haven't even talked about the book. I mean, it's obvious with the interview that touch is very, very important to you. Um, it's very important for mental health, immune health, all of that. Um, so let us know a little bit more behind that book. Okay. Um, the, the, what's behind that book is the knowledge that touch, and this is really touch between people. The touch we talked about before was how we can help ourselves. Mm -hmm. Touch between people is one of the most powerful healing tools that we have. Um, our skin is a sensory organ and we can literally, there's, there's data that proves that people can be not looking at each other, but touching each other and get a sense of what emotion the other person is feeling. We underestimate the importance of our skin for our health and our connection with people. And so when people do engage in touch, things happen like increased blood oxygenation level and increased memory and in increased capacity to, um, to heal. We heal faster from wounds, from injuries. Touch is an extremely powerful tool. And so the book is, um, was very specifically written for parents and families who are dealing with premature babies. And the reason for that is because um, my heart breaks when I see people unable to, um, when I see people feeling scared and alone, I really, I connect with that in a, in a way more than other things. Right. Um, and in the case of premature babies and families, parents usually can't do anything but engage in touch, right. but often they're afraid to touch because there are wires and tubes and they've got doctors and nurses and they know what they're doing. And parents are feeling like, I, what can I possibly do here except mess something up? I'm going to pull out a line. I'm going to whatever. Right. And so where parents are really able to embrace their own power and find confidence and find ways to connect is through touch. And so that might be bath time. It can be little baby massages. It can be um, through uh, kangaroo care or breastfeeding. All of these things, which in the case of preemie families in particular, are really scary. And so I wanted to give people tools um, to help bridge the gap. Yes, I love that. Well, and I think about, you know, right now in our world today, with all that's going on, I know, and my husband's only been gone for like 10 days, but I'm already missing, you know, our daily hugs, yeah. just, it, it, it grounds me and it just, I can just feel, you know, everything being released from the body with that. And, and so I, I'm a huge proponent in touch. I think we all should touch ourselves and touch others all the time. <laughs> 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 more hand holding, more hugs, more high fives, even. 
Yeah, that yes, yes, because it's such a stress release. It's such mm-hmm. a, and it for me, it's just that grounding, safe feel when you're wrapped in somebody's hug. And I challenge you to do when you hug someone, hold for at least six seconds. Yep, boost <laughs> <laughs> <Just> oxytocin. <laughs> Give all of it you can, and just keep on going. All right. Well, we're gonna, we are still wrapping up to the end of our time and I feel like we could go on and on. So is there, is there things that obviously we can't bring everything to light, but are there things that you want to still talk about um, when we're talking about skin and caring for our skin? Ooh, let me think. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, I mean, there's, I'm, I'm sort of an encyclopedia about skin. I really love it. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know if there's just one or two other things that I would want to say. Um, <laughs> but is there any other questions you get a lot? Maybe that could inspire a specific thing. Oh boy, aging. What's uh, the one thing if you could recommend? Okay, one or two, one or two uh, things for women on the aging field. What would you recommend they do? Take sugar out of your out of your diet. That's the number one thing. Number one. You you had that answer already, Roland. I love it. How can people connect with you? If my listeners want to find you, they want to learn more about your skincare line, um, get your book, any of that. Thank you. I would love for any and all of those things. (laughs) You wonderful people. Uh, Kim Walls LA is my Instagram. K-I-M-W-A-L-L-S-L-A because I live in Los Angeles. Okay. And then just go and then all the links are through Instagram. I have stories uh, that highlight all the different brands and I love to cook, you know, plants. We talked about plants a little bit, but plants are to me, they're my tools. I can make skincare out of them or work with people to do that. But also I really love to cook because I get to play in the kitchen. It's very meditative for me. It, It really reduces stress. So I put recipes of fun things up sometimes just kind of whatever's going on, but I try to um, introduce information that hopefully people can find a little more joy and peace in their lives there. I love that. Okay, final thoughts, Kim. Anything you want to leave our listeners with as we wrap up? Well, I would say thank you and congratulations on taking the journey and being invested and interested and getting toxins out of your life and listening to this podcast and all of the other ones that Amy does. I think that's really special. And thank you for um, passing on and sharing what you learn because each of us has a message and the more we share our messages, the bigger change we can make in the world. And there's a statistic I love. It only takes 30% of a population to make a meaningful change. People talk about majority, people talk about all kinds of things, but if you can get 30%, then you actually can start a tidal wave. I love that. What a great way to end. Kim, you have been such a joy. And I'm going to hold you to coming back on and we're going to talk all things baby. Um, So we will make that happen. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you for all you do. You bet. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. 
If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E Carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.